0: A special edition of the Seacoast Sports Forum podcast, Sherm chester along with sam Bruno and Sam Fifty, shows already on the on the uh, internet. I think that, that's that's kind of cool. I mean, we're heard around the globe. Sherm. We we are. I mean, literally. I, I the, the the folks that uh, I syndicate this through is called Podbean, and they give you all the stats, the analytics, as they like to say. And uh, every week, I can see how the shows do and. Uh, uh, where they're being listened to how long they're being listened to and and uh, so thank you to, first off any anybody that takes the time to listen to us uh especially if you subscribe. subscribed you and i have come a long
1: way since a 1000 watt am radio station yeah. where 750 watts go out over the ocean
0: <laughs> and submarines <laughs> submarines they, were able to pick were us number up
1: one they loved us the <laughs> coast
0: they couldn't hear us in downtown Portsmouth, but brother, they could hear us out in the mid Atlantic.
1: <laughs> probably big a- on star Island. Oh man.
0: Or Thule Greenland probably picked us up too. <laughs> you know, I, I, This is no joke. When I was in Augusta, uh, we had a radio station up in Augusta. They worked for the AM somehow the skip got over into Scandinavia <laughs> and, and they, they, all yeah. these guys that are into ham radio, or whatever they DX. And so they send you a card saying, I heard your radio station. So, uh the guy that was our overnight guy that's the the one that they heard uh he got his uh picture in the paper the kennebec journal uh, uh you know the article written about how skip and all that jazz, and, and uh so he was a star in scandinavia <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and he was a good guy i i was proud of it he got a nice picture in the paper it was probably the first and only time he did too but
1: uh, you have to change um, your name to lars or uh, thor
0: <laughs> he well, this guy had the great great old-time radio voice one of those Yeah. Hello there. This is, uh, I, I, I don't want to give his name. I don't, don't want to embarrass him, but the fact was, he was great. And he, and, and he was a hit over in Scandinavia. So let's start off uh, the 50th. Uh, you want to, you want to talk about baseball now that we're well, almost I think, at the I midpoint? Think it's,
1: I think it's a good, a good topic to start out with Sherman, where we do a little mid midterm report card right yeah. now on major yeah. league baseball, you know, trying to figure out our hometown Boston Red Sox is uh is uh, is futile right now. You can't do it. You can't tell from, you know, they, they win those two big games against the Yankees and split that series. And uh, then they lose a couple in a row. I mean, it's going to be back and forth and uh, you know, we're fighting for the wild card right now. And you know, the, the biggest irony would be if the Red Sox got knocked out by the Baltimore Orioles, that's still in the back of my mind right now.
0: Yeah, well, the other thing would be uh, if the pitching can hold up, that's my fear. I mean, they, they they've done it with the, you know, bailing wire and chewing gum.
1: How do you feel about that uh, Chris Sale meltdown in Worcester the other day?
0: I don't get it. I really don't. I mean, you know, what's he was there, to I guess, prove that he could throw a baseball and that's all he needed to do just go – Throw a baseball, not get uh, all wound up about what, what was it, the call of the umpire that upset he him? He gave or? up
1: five walks and they thought he was being mm-hmm. squeezed. And I mean, it's minor league baseball in Worcester. It's a rehab start.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: what's happening with this guy? I mean, well, I, I, you know, he talks about his competitivism. I mean, I think he's on the edge right now. I think he's uh, thinking that his career's over. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, I think he, this, this next start for him is going to be a must. Must-see TV for me coming up.
0: The wild card thing, and you brought that up in your your two-minute drill last time, that it kind of takes some of the incentive of winning the division off these guys, which I want to see a team go with the pedal to the metal all the way to the end.
1: You want a little conspiracy theory?
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Again, the playoffs in baseball now, the three division winners make it into the playoffs. The two division winners with the best records are in a bye. The third division winner and the next three wild cards will go into a best of three playoff. Three will play six, four will play five. Now, here's the conspiracy theory. If you are the number one seed, you will play the four, five. You will play the four, five. No, excuse me. You will play the three, six winner. Okay. if you're the second seed, you will play the four, five winner. So, would you be better off being the second seed and playing the 4-5 winner than being the one seed and going up against the division winner?
0: I get you. I follow. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, yeah. I guess if you're the Yankees and you're going into September and you've got a 14-game lead or a 10-game lead over the next team in number two, you mm-hmm. can't take your foot off the pedal. I mean, you've got to win some games. You've got to be playing – good right, baseball right, in the right, last right. week you can't right. just stop it's not like tanking in the nba right no you're you know, right I, mean, I, I i know you're what you're saying
0: you i you've just got
1: guys playing for contracts and things like that so yeah. that's in there but it's just an interesting thought i i like the way the playoffs are set up i hated the one game playoffs the one and yeah. done and I, I didn't like those yeah. at all yeah. so the one and done think, is not fair right. i think the best of three the best of three for those wildcard uh playoffs is going to be a going to be interesting matchup again also, there's an advantage to finishing either three or four because if you're the third seed or the fourth seed, the best of three series are all the games are going to be at your home park. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we want to try to get that. The Red Sox really want to try to get that
0: fourth seed to be the top wild guy. But the Red Sox, again, it's going to be if they can't get the pitching together. I mean, look at this kid, Bayo that came up from Pawtucket and every you know everybody saying he was the second coming of satchel page and uh,
1: he, needs, he needs a little bit more seasoning.
0: Sure. Yeah. Well, there's, there's several of them out there. There's a kid from uh, uh, Pittsburgh Contreras, I think is his name. And uh, the other one is uh, Hunter green from Cincinnati. Now these guys can throw the ball at a hundred plus, but they don't have the control yet. So, I mean, it's, it's, they're works in progress. So you gotta be patient. I don't know if they'll keep Bayo up for the rest of the season, or if he'll go back to the farm and, and uh, tune up a little more, but, at this point, because uh, Locke is down, and uh, let's see, we got Whitlock coming back soon to be in the right. bullpen. And Evaldi, I mean, Evaldi's a key. I well, mean, that's the key, yeah. You know, right. I
1: mean, if you can if you could go into the playoffs with a healthy Sale, a healthy Evaldi, and Pavetta pitching like he is, mm-hmm. you're not in bad shape. The mm-hmm. bullpen is still a mess. Who's your closer? Mm-hmm. I know Tanner Hawk I mean, yeah. I mean. Sauramora has come on in the last week, but he's so erratic. You don't know what's going to happen to him. And this new guy, Ort Schreiber, looks pretty good. So, I mean, the bullpen is still a mess. Let's go down the all-star rosters. I want to get your thumbs up or thumbs down on the selections. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. Let's go with the American League starters first. Uh, from your Toronto Blue Jays, your catcher is Alejandro Kirk. From your Toronto Blue Jays, your first baseman is Vladimir Guerrero Jr. You want to yeah. see him? Yeah. You want to see him swing? Yeah. And strike out twice. Okay. Probably. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> from your second baseman, the most hated man in baseball, from the Houston Astros, Jose Altuve.
0: Eh, I'm neutral on that one.
1: And we've mentioned it. We have to give two thumbs up to Rafael Devers, who's at third base.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's just hope uh, Rafi is uh, healthy enough to go. I kind of wonder if at this point they'll say, why don't you just uh, take it easy and rest your back so we can get ready right for the second half of the season? So that'll be de- to be most determined.
1: True. My most curious All-Star selection: your shortstop from the White Sox is Tim Anderson.
0: Hmm. Yeah. 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 He's getting a lot of a lot of uh, hype this year. I mean, uh, I, I, yeah. I know we probably would have liked to have seen uh, Bogey get that, but anderson well, seems he, to be
1: the he's flavor a reserve the- bogats is a reserve yeah, so
0: yeah anderson's the flavor of the of the year in the shorts. i was
1: surprised carlos correa didn't get it i thought that maybe he might get a lot of a lot of uh a lot of looksies there but he yeah. you know he switched teams this year so that hurt him
0: let's put it this way anderson has a better pr man
1: <laughs> yeah and he's got a bigger a bigger fan base in chicago than in minnesota
0: and he also got he also was the winner in the and the Dairy Queen Hamburger contest with Bryce Harper. So <laughs> That's there you right. go. <laughs> That's great. Um,
1: okay, now the the outfield uh Aaron Judge top vote getter from the Yankees.
0: No question about it. No. no
1: question about it.
0: Needed to do it.
1: Um Stanton from the Yankees
0: in the outfield. Wow. He's healthy this year, but you know, I I I don't that one I probably would have said no.
1: Mm-mm. Yeah, okay. And then um, I'm going to let you talk first about Mike Trout from the Angels.
0: Yeah, we've, we've spoken a previous show. I think Trout, when he's healthy, is is uh, probably the dominant gun of the Angels, obviously, and, and probably uh, one of the guns in the American League. But he, he's been hurt so much. Uh, you know, I guess right now he's healthy enough to play, but yeah, he, he deserves a spot. Yeah, I'd give him a spot there. Yeah, Most
1: overrated player in baseball is Mike Trout. Um, You know, he's he's just gone through a like a four for thirty six stretch, striking out a whole bunch of times. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And
1: I I can't see it. I think there's more deserving players.
0: He's the type of player that uh, epitomizes what's happening with baseball. They load him up with uh, I don't know how many hundreds of millions of dollars they paid him to stay with the Angels. But, you know, you get what you get and you got a baby what you get because you got all that money invested. So I I think he's.
1: I think he's spending his time counting his money. I well, think the drive yeah. is gone. I think.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what my point was. I think, I think a lot of these guys, once they get the big payday, unless there's somebody like Devers, Raffy Devers is is more of a, of a when it comes to hitting. Uh, he just gets up there and hits the ball. You know, I don't think he really overthinks playing baseball. And at times uh, he, he looks like he's having a little too much fun out there at third base. I probably in time would see him just being a DH and a dominant DH. So would I overpay him? I guess they have no choice. They're going to have to to, to keep uh, keep a big bat on that, on that team, and he probably will the, be the one.
1: I think the best investment of money in baseball was the money the Dodgers paid for Mookie Betts. I think there's nothing but upside with Mookie as long as he stays healthy.
0: Yeah, his health. But, and that, there again, they've invested all that money. If he's healthy, he's great. If he's not. But I
1: think he'll keep playing. I think he'll keep playing. He wants to win. He's a winner, and I think that's going to be a big difference there team that's going to win that's going to be in the playoffs every year
0: he's a smart guy he's in good shape that's two things that are in his favor um and i think you're you're right he's motivated he's with a team that if he stays his career with the rest of his career with the dodgers he's going to be golden out in the west coast for the rest of his days
1: and with the game all-star game being played in los angeles no doubt about it your dh for the american league has to be shohei otani
0: just to complicate life for the angels one more time. If judge doesn't go back to the Yankees, I think that's where he's going to wind up. I think they'll just put more money and they got to compete with the Dodgers out there. So I think he'll wind up with the angels. So. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Now over
1: uh, on, on the senior circuit here, Um, We have uh, your catcher being Wilson Contreras from the Cubs.
0: Oh, yeah. That's a that's a worthy uh, pick. Yeah,
1: He's got Mm -hmm. a great arm. One of my favorite picks, first baseman getting there is Paul Goldschmidt. I love Goldie. Up and coming star from our future favorite team, the Miami Marlins, is second baseman Jazz Chisholm. He's a media darling. He's a social media star. Um, You know, he's a he's what baseball needs to be right mm, now to get mm, some new new blood coming yeah, in I agree. You know, to get guys like us out the door and get some new people in okay um but he's a star uh Padres the Manny Machado he's had a pretty good season yeah Third base. he's healthy this year some people think that this might be the best player in baseball the shortstop Trey Turner for the Dodgers
0: he's uh he's a dandy I, I mean i yeah, game, game A lot of people say that. that
1: if you had to start a team right now and you had the number one pick, who would you pick? A lot of people say it should be Trey Turner.
0: Yeah, yeah I'd go along with that. Okay,
1: yeah. um, Your outfield, I'm surprised. Um, Ronald Acuna Jr. from the Braves got voted in, but he he's just come back from an injury yeah. and hasn't played a lot of games. Fans have done a pretty good job with this lineup, I think. Yeah, yeah. I know, a couple of blips here and there. I think Acuna, Acuna Jr. is one of them. I think one of them, Brian yeah. I think Brian Buxton from the Twins should be there, mm-hmm. uh, should be in the outfield. Um, Mookie Betts, been hurt for part of the season, but gets the big Dodger vote. You know, oh, yeah. I I certainly want to see Mookie, but you know maybe maybe someone else was more deserving, like Austin Riley or somebody like that.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree.
1: And then Jock Peterson from the Giants. What's going on here?
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that is that is the one that stood out to me. I was like, okay. Um,
1: Your DH for the National League is Bryce Harper. He's not yeah, going to play. Yeah. Who do you want there, Sherman?
0: I'll uh, give you one name. Yeah, How about Freddie,
1: How about Freddie Freeman?
0: Oh, Freddie Freeman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If Goldschmidt is is Freeman going to be there backing up Goldschmidt
1: though? Maybe. Let me check. Let me check the reserves here. Yeah, I have a feeling he, he might. Be- he might already be there.
0: But you're I right. He, if he isn't, he should be the DH. You're right. There you go. Nice, clean, clean stick. No, he's not. He's not. Well, there he's you not. go.
1: He's, he's been snubbed. He's got to get in. He's got to get <laughs> here.
0: He's, a snub, he's been snubbed. He'll be there.
1: <laughs> Freddie Freeman needs to get there. Your he, National League reserves are uh, your catcher is Darno. Your infield okay. that they took uh, Arenado, you know, Goldschmidt and Arenado are both there. Mm. Alonso because he's they want him in the home run derby. Jeff McNeil, C.J. Crone, and Dansby Swanson from the Braves. Your mm-hmm. outfield backups are Schwarber, who just hits home runs. Mm-hmm. Soto from the Nationals, Sterling Marte from the Mets, Hap from the Cubs. Your backup DH is William Contreras, so you got brothers right. from the National League lineup. And uh, your legacy picks are Albert Pujols for the National League and Miguel Cabrera for the American League.
0: Which team do you feel is the the one to beat?
1: Well, I think uh, I think the National League has the better pitchers. Mm-hmm. They're going to be in the pitching staff, mm-hmm. um, and um, yeah, you I, know, I, I think I think you look at the American League pitchers: McClanahan, Cortez, Minoa, Framber Valdez, Perez, Blackburn from the Athletics, Verlander, Garrett Cole, Utani. Holmes, Class A from the uh, Cleveland Guardians, Soto and Lopez. Yeah. Your starter is probably your starter is I don't know. Are your starter Shohei? Your, it might be Verlander. He's eleven and zero.
0: Really? Yeah. yeah. People want to see Shohei.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, it might be. And,
0: well, I'll tell you what; it'll make the difference. Whoever whoever has a start just prior to they got a. Back him off if Shohei pitches uh, before a day or two before. Obviously, he'll be just there, and maybe they give him an inning or whatever just to go out there and throw a ball and, and show himself. But I would say well, Verlander, you're right; has had a good start. But I'll, I'll go with Shohei, then Verlander, then Garrett Cole. I was going—I'll go in that order. That would be my. And starting. then the
1: National League pitches a Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, can't figure that out. I don't know why yeah, I don't know Tara from the Marlins has had a great season. Your buddy Corbin Burns from the Brewers uh, yeah. is there. Castillo, who's on the radar for the Red Sox from the Cincinnati Reds. Don't mm-hmm. sleep on that during the trade deadline.
0: Oh, the Yankees Max are looking Freed, at him too.
1: Max Fried, who's had a solid year for the Braves. Gonsolin has been lights out for the Dodgers. Musgrove is up and down. But I think the key for the game is going to be in the bullpen. I think Josh Hader and Edward Diaz mm-hmm. are yeah. closers I think they can shut down the final two or three innings there for the National League if it's yeah, a close game.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, now, who do you think starts for the Nationals?
1: Um, I got LA. It's got to be Gonsolin, right? In his home so.
0: park. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think I think so. it's obviously home cooking and whatever the home crowd is what you're you're appealing to. So yeah, yeah it's agree like with you. Pedro
1: in Boston in '99.
0: I mean, for the sake for the sake of the of the of the Red Sox and the American League, I hope we win it because that obviously gives you the advantage going into the uh, into the World Series, the hometown advantage or home home field advantage. And then uh, one thing that always fascinates me is the guys that play in the the uh, home run derby, Ah. and then after that, the second half of the season they can't hit a ball out of the park. So I'm hoping
1: is it going to be a three peat for Pete Alonso.
0: Yeah, let, yeah, 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 like the polar bear, let him have it. You know what I mean? I just, he's, he's, that's what he is, a home run machine. I they mean, they haven't
1: announced the American League people yet. Um, Acuna Jr., is, it's going to be Alonzo Acuna Jr., um, Soto, um, and you know, uh, I don't think
0: Blady is going to do it. No, they haven't
1: announced them? that yet. So Soto and, um, and Contreras and Schwaber. Mm. So, um, my pick for the home run derby, if it was in a National League park, is probably going to be Juan Soto. I think he's due. Mm.
0: Yeah, that would be instead of be
1: instead of Alonzo. Uh, but we all know the key to the home run derby is is the pitcher exactly yeah. who's pitching who your pitcher is. Yeah, and, and is. Alonzo yeah. and Alonzo and his his coach Dave Joust, yeah. have this. Uh, have this uh, click they're clicking right now and uh, they just uh,
0: you groove it in baby you groove um, it in <laughs> I, mean, he, he, he,
1: his, I hope I hope Alonzo bought him a car or something like oh, that yeah. I'm mean, sure Dodger Stadium is a pretty good home run hitting park I mean you've got the the low the low walls they are out in the outfield and so your line drives are going to make it so uh
0: Chavez I'm, Ravine Chavez Ravine I does one thing it's
1: going to be five o'clock in the afternoon too it's going to be a tough sunfield for the all-star game. So, uh, you know, I'll give it a watch.
0: Yeah, no, I always watch it. I mean, I can't get, you know, you, I, I don't think even the players get that serious about it. I mean, you're not going to see Ray Fossey getting taken out by Charlie <laughs> Hustle, Pete Rose. I mean, that was that was probably the ultimate. And hey, I, I'm not playing for just fun. Blam! <laughs> it cleans the guy out and ruins his career, really. Uh, a couple of other things that I want to bring up uh, that are happening in the Seacoast as we record our uh, program. Uh, this week is a big uh, week for golfers in the Seacoast and also for uh, fans of National. NASCAR. NASCAR is uh, in Loudoun uh, this coming weekend and hopefully the weather cooperates with them and they have a good race. I was hoping we'd get the coach on with us, uh, but he wasn't able to join us today. But, uh, I know he's uh, a fan of the young guns like uh, Ryan Blaney and, and uh, Chase Elliott. And it's probably going to be one of those kids that, that, that uh, will do it. But you've got the old timers like Logano and uh, Kozlowski that like that park, even Kevin Harvick, my guy, uh, because that track is just a basic track, a flat track and oval. And, you know, you got the corners to hang on and then you go into the Straits, and that's where you can only make your move. So it'll be interesting to see who comes out of that one uh, this coming weekend up at uh, Loudoun at New Hampshire motor speedway. And then down in my old uh, stomping grounds in Rye beach, uh, the Abenaki country club is hosting the New Hampshire state amateur golf tournament. And uh, it's been 17 years since it was been an Abenaki. And uh, it's funny. I want to talk about golf in a second, but uh back to the attorney. uh bob meal cars has won it nine times and again it goes to different places in the state and you've covered it over the years back when your days as uh scoop bruno right you, you used to cover the attorney. out on out on the point in portsmouth they've rotated around different courses in the state our local guys is a contingent of guys from the area but one in of note is one of our exeter blue hawks will do is mm. in the thick of things so go, go at it. Well, let's, let's, uh, Exeter pride here. Let's do it. And a uh, bunch of other guys i am pulling for the old timer, Bob meal cards. It was funny. They interviewed him. He says, Oh, my back, but maybe I got one left in me. So <laughs> yeah. go for it, Bob, make it 10. And, uh, the, the course is great. Abenaki, you know, it, did you ever play golf? I did. I you did. did.
1: I, I haven't played in a long, long, long time, but I, I have, I have had the frustrations.
0: Well, I'm just going to say the the, the uh, story behind the story is I was uh, working for the post office, the postmaster at Rye Beach for 25 years as postmaster, worked there for 28, and Abenaki Country Club directly across the street. So over the years, I, I uh, knew not only the players, but the folks running the place, like uh, Jim Sheeran was the pro, and uh, his wife Pam, uh, solid people, really great people, and uh, and all the people who were involved in the uh the front office. And so it was a family and they always invited me over there to play. And I never did. (laughs) I never did, but it wasn't their fault. You know, I've got to tell a golf story. And this is why I gave up golf years ago. I was in a, a, I was scheduled to be in a postal charity golf tournament. We used to do it every year for MDA for uh, Jerry Lewis's cause. And uh, so I, I live right next door to a country club exeter country club and their driving range i could reach out and touch it and anyway so i decided it was about 8 30 at night i better warm up for the tourney the next day so i go over there with a few balls you know old cut balls just get get, get the old driver going yeah. so i'm over there and i noticed somebody eyeballing me and then all of a sudden i hear a golf cart come up from behind and it was the pro that was there at the time at exeter and uh he runs me off the course he said you're not supposed to be here you're not a member i said well i used to be and, and you know i'm a neighbor and there's nobody on the course right now and i'm just warming up for something for tomorrow no can't be can't be no bye see you oh. and i know because of the legalities if i stepped in a gopher hole and all that jazz you know they don't want to be sued but it, it really kind of upset me because we never ever had that and this again was probably 20 years ago right. um and the guy is long gone <laughs> and so Anyway, the next day, I go over to Pease. We had the tournament at Pease Country Club. And we just had a a nice foursome. I played with three people out of the Seabrook Post Office. And they were good golfers. And I was the the Bill Murray guffer of the bunch, you know. So I I shank one off into another fairway. And I go to get the ball, which I know, golf etiquette, you're not supposed to. You just drop one and play another. So I went to get it. Well, this cart comes flying up. And this guy yelling at me and screaming at me, what do you think you're doing? I said, whoa, 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 back off, Jack. Come on. You know, this is just a fun charity thing. We're not playing the Pebble Beach Pro-Am thing. You know, this is just a fun tournament. So I, you know, took my ball, took my shot, and then it was I never played after that day, <laughs> yeah. and, and it was years before I even went on Exeter Country Club just to take a walk because I was so upset with them. But oh, uh, everything has come around, and I still have played golf. But I, I, I take a walk once in a while in the winter time with my dog on the country club. I used
1: to, I used to play on the local courses around here in the Seacoast, uh, mm-hmm. mostly at uh, Northampton, Sagamore. Sagamore, uh, yeah, played Sagamore a lot. But I used to also like to play resort golf. I mean, when we'd go on vacation, you would stay at a nice resort and and you would play resort golf, which is certainly non-competitive at all. And you just enjoy the situation. Uh, One vacation, we're in South Carolina and we're at Hilton Head. And so uh, we're playing golf at Hilton Head. And again, like you, you get put together with some other people and you go out and you play around. So we're having a nice day on the Hilton head golf course. And I'm just hacking away as usual. And I hit this drive pretty good about 200 yards, right straight down the fairway. Beautiful. I'm thinking, this is great. And we're walking and we're pulling carts. We're not driving. Right, right. So we're pulling carts and I'm driving and I'm walking down to my ball, and I see my ball there and I could see the, the pin right in front of me. And I'm saying, boy, I got a shot here at a birdie. If I can make a shot here. And I, I turn and I get my club. And next time I turn around, there's an alligator walking right in front of the (laughs) ball. It had come out of the creek. It had come out of the creek in South Carolina and walked right in front across the the fairway to the next pond of water. Mm -hmm. And at that point, when you said said the story about going in to get your ball,
0: no, no, you don't do that
1: you no. don't do that
0: no that was my brother-in-law who lived in Beaufort and we used to golf uh, down there at the oh, yeah. uh, Marine base and yeah. and uh, he said to me he says if you lose a ball in the, in the rough you just leave it there because <laughs> 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 you could leave more than just the ball if you oh, go in yeah. after it
1: <laughs> and this was this was a this was a this was about a 10 footer okay I mean that wow. walk
0: wow. across it. so wow.
1: when I got back home I like went to Sagamore and said, I'm never going to complain about the squirrels or the gophers again.
0: You know, two, two, two quickies for me to end this thing. First off um, Hilton head, my brother-in-law had connections. And we went to see a tournament on Hilton head, the, the, the PGA tournament, but we went on the, you know, the practice days. So
1: yeah,
0: exactly. It was loosey goosey. So it was real fun. And now this is how far back it was. Uh, Payne Stewart was in it. Ray Floyd, that was my brother-in-law's favorite. He, we wanted to follow him. And uh, Fuzzy Zoller, he was in there. That's how far back this goes, okay? The people the young people don't even know who I'm talking about. But anyway, those were the three of the guys we were following. I wanted to say that I went in there that day thinking, this is going to be like watching paint dry. Actually, that was one of the most fun events I've ever yeah. gone to sporting-wise because yeah. you could do it at your own pace. And, and of course, it wasn't the actual uh, – you know, tournament days, it was a practice day. So that they the guys were loose, like Fuzzy was signing posters and Payne Stewart and all that jazz. And Ray Floyd, you know, they were all, they were all, you know, working with the crowd too. Um, and But uh, who worked uh, commentary with Pat Summerall during those years on the tour? Um, I, I I can see the guy, I cannot put a name with it. It was one of the old time. Uh, it was a Nick Faldo. No, no, this is way back. This is, he was silver haired. I can, I can picture the guy he he and Pat Summerall were in the booth together. And I wanted Oh man, I just, it, it dropped out of my head. But anyway, we were, we were following one group and all of a sudden there's this big, oh, 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 big brouhaha going on at the condos, the townhouses that were along the fairway. And of course the you know, rangers there with his little quiet sign and he runs up you know, and shh, you know, be quiet. They're putting and all this jazz. And, uh, it turned out to be pat summerall and and his in his cohort up there having a party <laughs> yeah
1: well pat pat was known for having a few
0: oh yeah yeah and so <laughs> wasn't his partner i wish i could remember the guy i keep i keep wanting to see billy waylou but that was that was bowling, <laughs> <laughs> bowling. <laughs> but good luck to these guys that are going after the stadium at abenaki great course uh the weather's supposed to be good for them and uh, again exeter uh blue hawk uh, Will Ducharme is uh, one of the one of the kids in there and uh, let's hope uh, maybe you can bring it home for the Blue Bluehawk Pride. you want one last thing about Abenaki Country Club again uh, the guys and gals over there were fantastic on all those years I was uh, their neighbor and uh, it was funny. one of the guys that used to come in he was an assistant for the pro Jim Sheeran was Mike Haddad's dad. <laughs> Mike haddad's father okay. it was funny because Mike had just started at channel 9 at that point. So I used to tease him like, what's going on today? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that was my, that's, that's it for golf. Let's move on. Two minute drill time.
1: (laughs) Wouldn't you know, Sherm, that my two minute drill is about golf. Oh, wow. (laughs) So, so you're the king of the segues. So you know all about this. Um, Getting ready for the British open, uh, St. Andrews, Scotland, uh, very formal, very traditional, very, uh, tie very we're going to honor the history of golf um and everybody being very proper uh, over at st andrews right now uh it should be a great tournament uh none of the golfers there uh according to my sources uh in las vegas uh tell me that there is no golfer in the field that has more than a 5% chance of winning so mm. you can Talk about your favorites, your John Rahms and your Xander Shoffleys and your Jordan Spieths and Rory McElroys. But uh, it'll probably be someone coming along uh, that uh, you haven't heard a lot about. But that's not my two minute. Goal. Uh, good luck to all the people in the British Open. But still got to come back to the, the elephant in the room, which is the L.I.V. tour, mm-hmm. the Saudi Arabian tour that um, players are jumping from the PGA and going to the LIV tour for big bucks. Um, my, I've been reading as much as I can about both sides. Uh, Tiger Woods came out today and went totally on the side of the PGA and tradition. And these guys are doing a disservice to golf by joining this other tour and uh, being the renegades and leaving. Um, on the other side, Greg Norman, not invited to the British Open former winner because he's the head of the LIV tournament. It's a mess. It's a, it's a mess, mess, mess uh, with a capital M. So you can, you're going to take sides, and everybody's going to take a side on this. Jack Nicholas said, I don't think they're doing the right thing. That's about all he said on this. My personal feeling is, you know, I go back to the old football days with the USFL that when the USFL started, players jumped for the USFL for money. They went for the bucks. Um, A lot of the older, more successful golfers are saying, no, you shouldn't do this. You should stay and stay and stay. But if I'm 27, 28, 29, and got a future in the PGA right now, and I've got a chance to go on to the LIV tour, and someone's going to give me $100 million just to sign on that, I think it's my right and my uh, choice to do what I want to do, what I think is best for my career right now. And I should not be defamed for it, for doing that. If the opportunity to do that is there and I take it, I think I should be able to do it. Um, Are there some clouds about the Saudi Arabians? Sure. Uh, But it's a business and golf is a business. And uh, just like baseball and football players are a business. So they need to take it like a business decision and take politics out of it totally. And just like the USFL, after the USFL folded, those players did come back. They were not shunned by the NFL. They came back in. I like the idea of watching what the LIV is going to do. They've got some interesting ideas with these 48 players and these 12-man teams and making it more competitive. They're juicing it up. They're making it younger. They're playing music at tournaments. Can you understand that they're actually (laughs) playing music at tournaments right now? They have rap music going on. Just like baseball. Baseball stayed and put their head in the sand and they're in big trouble right now. I think golf had better open the doors right now and embrace everything, or they're going to be in trouble as well.
0: Yeah, uh, golf is uh, just like any other sport, and we talked about this in our last program. It's money, 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 and that's what it boils down to: networks and uh, different venues to play uh, different matches. And uh, you know, we've seen it on on uh, where they take a, a pro athlete like a Tom Brady and uh, Aaron Rodgers. And team them up with two of the pros. Just to, it's a it's a, a, a make good or make up type of a, of a sporting event. But it's all it's all to get eyeballs on the TV Again, screens.
1: Golf, golf, and college football in the next two years, it's going to be a mess. Yeah, it is. So just it just is. hang on, hang on right now because it's going to be quite a ride.
0: You know, golf is one of those sports, and and that's probably why I gave it up. Is it, it it you if you don't take it serious, it 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 you're never good at it. And if you're too serious about it, it, it drives you nuts. So you know, it, taking a good walk on the golf course, like I did at Hilton Head that time, that was a lot more relaxed. Watching the pros whack away and 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 put one into the creek or on, into a sand trap. So <laughs> we'll see. Couple of things I just want to mention for our two-minute drill. First off, uh, did you did you have an update on uh, speaking of niche sports? Uh, the they had a charity pickleball tournament <laughs> at Exeter Recreation Courts. Yeah, I missed it. I,
1: uh, missed, yeah, it. I, I, I missed
0: it. I saw it on TV. Jamie Staten was there. Uh, I guess uh, 300 people came from across the country to be in a pickleball tournament hosted in Exeter. Yeah, and they had your, you were talking about the new nets that they had yeah, to get. Yeah, they had yeah the
1: portable nets. Portable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So i talking about a niche sport. Um, anyway, if you watch our YouTube, you'll see two guests we have Scott Bleakley and Hunter Carey. Uh, they're representing three states uniting to fight mental health and substance abuse awareness. That's the cause. And it's a, it's a baseball tournament, uh, a baseball contest. I should say they will be at Hadlock field on the 22nd. That's Hadlock field in Portland, home of the sea dogs. Um, it, it will feature the Northeast tides. That is a team that's led by, uh, Scott Bleakley. And there'll be a bunch of, uh, former pros and college players from around the area. And they'll be on the team, uh, It'll be challenging them, the Hardball Crusaders. So that contest will kick off uh, up at Portland. They'll have a a skills competition, and that's scheduled to start between 5 and 6.30, and then 6.30 to 7, there'll be uh, some pregame ceremonies, and then 7 o'clock, the game starts. Now, I was told there is going to be a follow-up contest. The Manchester game, the same cause, again, three states unite to fight mental health and substance abuse awareness, Uh, That game in Manchester is scheduled for August the 5th. It's a Friday night, and uh, it will be from 5 till 9 at Gill Stadium in Manchester. So, again, that's August 5th. And there will be a third game, I was told. Now it's going to be at Polar Park in Worcester, Mass. That will be Monday, August 22nd at 7 o'clock. And that will be the tides. They'll be taking on the Al Thomas Athletics uh, of the Yockey League. That's the game on August 22nd. We'll keep you posted on these as they go, uh, get closer to us. But, uh, yeah, we we definitely want to see some folks up there. Great cause on the 22nd of July, Hadlock Field in Portland. And uh, if you listen to the public address announcer, the name I won't mention, but you might recognize the voice. And, uh, so anyway, that, uh, again, Scott Bleakley and, uh, Hunter Carey, uh, great organization. They're they've done a lot uh, to put this together, three States unite to fight mental health and substance abuse awareness. So, uh, check out the video version of it that is on YouTube, uh, of the Seco sports forum. And then we'll have a podcast version of it coming up. Roger Brown is at that state amateur golf tournament and, uh, Roger Brown will be, uh, joining us in our next edition and giving us a rundown of what he saw and, and just the state of what's happening in baseball around Great. the state of New Hampshire as well. So for Sam Bruno, I'm Sherm Chester inviting you to join us for the next edition of the Seaco Sports Forum. Don't forget to watch the episodes of the Seaco Sports Forum on our Seaco Sports Forum YouTube page. And when you're there, hit the bell to subscribe and like us. And if you have any sports photos or game videos you'd like to send us or comments, Seaco Sports Forum at yahoo.com.